Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anthony with the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. We go, my man. Welcome to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are a Carmelo Stanthony podcast, but occasionally talk fantasy basketball. Natty, how you doing today? I'm doing okay, bud. How you doing? I am doing well. You know, for the first time, I'm actually feeling good about the bubble and, and, and ready for NBA action. Watching the MLB just fall apart and have COVID starting to spread like wildfire there. I am starting to uh, really, really enjoy the fact that the NBA clearly has taken strides to uh, has, has done their research, took the strides and have created an environment where they're getting no positive tests. So I, for once am feeling uh, pretty optimistic about the old uh, return of the NBA this Thursday. Yeah, it's still, I can't believe it's just a couple of days away. Um, It seems okay so far. So I am being optimistic. Uh, The bubble works for the NBA, I think, to a certain extent, just because there are fewer players. Like, I don't know if MLB could have had oh, like there's, one there's location. No way, right. There's no way that the MLB and there's no way the NFL you know, yeah. as we head into September, like there's no way they're going to bubble. And that's obviously that's the ultimate issue. And that's why really they just shouldn't have had a season. Like the NBA cut the, you know, cut out some of their teams with the, with the playoffs. It's only 22 in the bubble. The NHL is having a bubble up in Canada, which is having so far pretty good success. And the MLS has been doing, has been bubbling for a while now. And they've had, I think it's like eight weeks straight of no positive tests. Yeah, it will be interesting to know what the decision-making process was for MLB because, it I mean, it wasn't even like a f- five days, was it, before the shit hit the fan? No, um, six games have been – we're six games into into the MLB season, and already the Marlins are now not playing any until this coming Sunday at the earliest. Yeah, and what the hell does that mean? Like why Sunday just because that's the end of like the next series. Like that doesn't really seem like a real answer. Um, Obviously, hopefully everyone's okay and everyone recovers and no one gets super sick. Um, This just goes to show you that it is still dangerous and you have to act accordingly. If you're going to be putting people in a bubble, it seems like the bubbles can work if you're very, very strict about it and people are constantly tested Alas, we haven't done that in the country at large right. for reasons X, Y, and Z, or maybe just <laughs> T or R. Nice. But nice, I see what you did there. Um, there, like the the proof is in the pudding. 
So it seems like NBA is successful so far, and it seems like the other leagues have been successful so far. Um, baseball looks bad right now. Like if they can't even guarantee a, a week where something doesn't go wrong. Now, also, like maybe this is just the expected first bump in the road, and um, we all should have expected something like this, and maybe it'll be better going forward, hopefully. Fingers crossed. But this isn't a good start, obviously. No, no, no. But uh, we are not a fantasy baseball podcast. That actually is the double switch, which if you subscribe to the Fake Teams uh, podcast, you will get that in your inbox so you can listen to that. Let's, though, let's take this dream of a perfectly functioning bubble, one in which there is no COVID and we get months of beautiful basketball ahead of us. Let's take it one step further, Natty. Obviously, each team is playing a handful of games. I think it's eight games uh, at the start of this NBA season or this restarted NBA season to figure out final seeding for the playoffs. And Natty, you and I have gone full Tim Donahue and now are in complete control of the outcomes of these games in an effort to build the best round one matchups for the playoffs. Are you ready to rig some games? Doesn't that mean we owe some shady people some cash? (laughs) Maybe this isn't. I don't know. Well, you you are you are the banker. You are the guy who's in charge of that. I just I just games. You're the one who's going to ultimately make the payout. So I hope that you're good with money. Uh, I'm not. So this will be (laughs) even more chaotic. That's great. So Um, these are dream matchups. Like the thing is, like not that much can change. But we worked around with like the seedings. Then you know, like. Like you said in our Slack, the Bucks aren't going to be like the eighth seed. Right, right, right. Like these are, this is, are these uh, realistic outcomes? Probably not, but maybe, but we had some fun about like players or, or, or matchups, teams versus teams in round one that we would love uh, to kind of see happen and see play out. So why don't you start us off, Natty? What's a round okay. one matchup that you think needs to happen? Uh, FYI, because Dream was involved, I just didn't put Utah in at all. I know that they Ooh, will be there, saucy. but I just think that it's, they're like the Nets, and I would have taken the Nets out, except that the Wizards are even worse, and there aren't a bunch of teams in the East. But I, like, I don't want to see Utah versus anyone, like, unless no. they come out so far over expectations, and that would be awesome. I just don't believe in them at all. So... I think my number one dream scenario for first round is OKC versus the Houston Rockets. Nice. All of the storylines, yep. the different ways that they're playing. One team gave up on rebounds. The other team is three guards. Um, one team sort of likes to play slow. The other team likes to play incredibly slow, <laughs> unless it's on a fast break and Sergeant Russell Westbrook is going warp speed. Um, there's a point to be made that maybe Houston's small lineup could sort of do well against OKC's also kind of small optimal lineup, but Stephen Adams is there. I mean, Chris Paul would be on a revenge tour, I think, for the entire series. Westbrook, I don't think, gets to play the revenge card because I don't think that trade would have happened without his giving him the okay. And also, this is hard and rested. Like, who the he, he might just be absolutely on fire. 
and him versus Chris Paul will be super interesting. I just like, that's the number one. I think both those teams are dangerous, but in weird ways. So I'd like to see them matched up rather than against, you know, like Clippers or Lakers. Yeah, no. And, and it's a super possible outcome. I mean, the jazz, you know, the jazz drops even like five games and now you've got the thunder. will have the four seed rockets got the fifth seed and there's your, and there's your round one matchup. This is a great one. I also had the Rockets in a dream matchup scenario, uh, but it's the Rockets dropping down to the seventh seed and playing the Clippers mm, because okay. I think I think that neither of these teams like have really an inside presence, which is perfect. The Clippers don't have the clear size advantage right off the bat, which then allows you to just be like, you know, it's like the Rockets won't have a disadvantage just because they've gone to this small ball. It's like, let's just let, Harden Westbrook run and quiet PG try to like, you know, shut them down and then vice versa. Uh, plus, you know, Westbrook and Patrick Beverly are going to get in a fight at some point during this series, which I'm all here for. If Beverly gets to play, right? Like aren't all of the That's Clippers true. guards out like Landry Shamit's out. I think sweet Lou's out. I thought Pat Bev was out, but maybe he's not. Um, Montrez Harrell is out, but I, I mean, he's front court, but uh, the Clippers are not as deep as I think people think they are I think that they're that they I think both LA teams are a little bit more vulnerable than um is readily apparent yeah but yeah no I think the Rockets are going to be a really interesting one because if the Rockets I don't know I guess like if the Rockets they're at the sixth seed right now if everything holds true which means they'd be what going up against the Jazz if everything's no going up against the Nuggets if everything held true which I don't think that's, I mean, I think things will diddle around. My worry for the Rockets is, is I just don't want them to ultimately have a round one matchup against a team that like clearly has the size advantage because I want to see, like, I want to see the small ball. I want to see it at its highest level. Like let's, let's just run and see okay. what happens as opposed to like, Oh, you know, they're playing. I mean, if they do play the nuggets, like then it's just Jokic in the paint or it's, I don't know who else, if they Dude, sell a wall. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, my boy Povo. I know. I uh, he's been he's been lots of fun to watch. I guess the like the Nuggets would be the worst one, unless the Rockets like dropped somehow all the way down to the eighth seed and then had to play the Lakers. Um, but it seems like with you know the Clippers at two, if they then the Thunder at five, I think the Jazz are going to drop. Uh, and we've talked about why, uh, but they're also not the best matchup because I don't really want to see the Rockets go against Rudy Gobert. Um, so. I think I think the Thunder and the Clippers. The Thunder are a great one though because there are so many storylines there, and there's so much, so much beef and and fun revenge narratives, which is you know that's ultimately what you want in round one. Yeah, and I also feel like the OKC crowd, like they're not going to hate on Westbrook, you know, like he he gave them their all. Like right. they'll they'll respectfully boo him maybe, but like who, who hates Russell Westbrook? And you mean, you mean the CGI fans that are, that are zoomed in. (laughs) Right. Like there's no reason for anyone to be extremely pissed off except CP three. So like he has the drama narrative with him, I think. And Harden has the health and Westbrook I mean, we just want to see him keep going. So, right. like, all of the online fans, I think, will be excited about a series like this. Like, I don't think that there would be too many tough feelings, you know? 
Nah, no, this would be a great series. Uh, give me another series that you're that you would a dream scenario for you. Okay, I I want Lakers Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Zion's coming back. I mean, that's that's the only other series that really has sort of drama because of AD. So and Brandon Ingram and uh and, and the Ron's whole up. I mean yeah like half the Pelicans. Yeah, but I. Th- I mean, if you are those Pelicans players, would you be upset at this trade? Oh, like if you if I were Brandon Ingram? No. Yeah, if you were Brandon, it, like if you were those guys and the Lakers were like, okay, let's undo it. You can come back and play with the wow with LeBron. Would you say yes? I wouldn't. No. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think there's I wouldn't think that there's bad blood there or animosity there. But it's it's certainly like again, there are so many there's so much this these two teams have so much connection with the trade with also just you know the zion lebron lebron now with his gray gray hair when did that happen by the way when did lebron just like did quarantine suddenly give lebron gray hair or did he just decide that he needed to stop dyeing his beard i mean this is the rona everyone has probably grown a few grays (laughs) over the past six seven months Um, uh he's true story real you know True story. Becca was, we were sitting talking and all of a sudden she just like froze in the middle of her sentence. It was like, oh my God, what is that on your hair? Head. She <laughs> thought she found a gray hair, uh, but, but my hair was super greasy. So it could have just been a, a greasy hair that looked gray. But, but yes, the, the Rona is giving so everyone You're either getting hairs. older or you had grease all over the top of or your head. Or I don't shower regularly. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Just sure, Either- just, I, I know you wanted to clarify. I know you wanted to, you wanted to make sure to get to the bottom of it. She's a lucky woman. That's that's all I know. <laughs> uh well, this is two back to back, Natty. That you that uh, that we have similar guys. I also had the Lakers, obviously, as as a dream matchup, but. I didn't want to pick the Pelicans because I feel like that's a matchup that we you know had talked at length about and one that obviously is incredible. But you know what I would also be? I'd totally be here for Trailblazers Lakers because sure. the Blazers are getting Zach Collins and Yusuf uh, Nurkic. Yusuf so Nurkic back. Say. I know. You, you're, that J throws me. Yusuf <laughs> you're, you're, Nurkic uh, plus Hassan Whiteside, which means they have the size to play with the Lakers, right? Oh, yeah. They're going to be able to easily go up against Dwight and AD and, and JaVale. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, at least have the bodies to do that. And I don't think, like, who on the Lakers is guarding Dame and who on the Blazers is guarding LeBron. So I feel like this is just, like, just going to be buckets, just pure and utter buckets for, you know, six games maybe, uh, especially if Dame and, and C.J. McCollum can get hot. So that this is a series that I would I would love to see. Yeah, I had the Blazers going up against the Clippers, but it's for the exact same reasons. It's just, like, this matchup, with either of the LA teams is great. Mello against LeBron. I think they'd call each other. Like, I I think that, you know, out of respect, because like Danny green gets one of the guards, right? Right. Like he gets, if LeBron wanted Dame, I guess he would get him. So LeBron would probably play like, you know, in crunch, like in the final three minutes of a close game, LeBron is like, I've got this. I'm going to shut down Dame the lord. Right. And then Mello gets to sink a three in his face. <laughs> and then Mello just, you know, swag walks to the other side of the court. 
Slim Mellow. I I think CJ versus Danny Green is like sort of in cement for that one. Yeah. Um, the front courts are fascinating because is like AD has a eye injury right now. Uh, the Blazers are suddenly super big with good rebounding, good blocking, a little bit of outside shooting from the front court, and a fully. 110% slim mellow with yeah, the pissed off maestro dame and CJ just all smiles. I, that team is so fucking dangerous to me. I really just think that they're, they could be really, really, really good. But then you yeah. think to yourself, okay, yeah, but LeBron and Anthony Davis, right? Like, it's true. I don't know. And Danny like, green, Danny green has more rings Danny. than all these other motherfuckers combined. So <laughs> it's a fair point. Fanport, Danny Green, collector of rings. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the Trailblazers are good, but I I agree with you. And last week we talked about the Mavericks as like a sneaky team that could, you know, pull off an upset in, in round one and maybe make some noise in round two. I think the Trailblazers, man, if you get, if you get a, like Dame Lillard in the playoffs is just mm-hmm. fucking magic. Like he is so oh. much fun to watch. And I think that if you got everyone at their peaks of the powers and they're getting like, Collins and Nurkic back is huge for them. Like those guys didn't play at all this season, really. Um, and now so you've got a full healthy team ready to go like this, this, I hope that they make it in just so that you can, we can see playoff basketball with, with the trailblazers in there. And I, they're not going to beat the Lakers or Clippers. Like I, I really don't think so, but if they make it all the way up to like the seventh seed or our sixth seed, Who's to say that they can't get hot and uh, and make it to a second round? So this is why my dream scenario was Clippers Blazers, because mm. I do think devil's advocate, the Blazers could triumph over the Clippers if the Clippers are still thin. Like if the Clippers don't have their guards and they don't have much of a front court, right? then why would they beat the Blazers if the Blazers are at 100%? You know, like Paul George and Kawhi have to somehow guard three people and no one in the front You don't think they can do that? Kawhi could do that. Kawhi can do that. That's true. Kawhi, some, okay. Kawhi so somehow will, will cover Dame and, and CJ on the same possession and, and like they'll turn it point. over. Thank you. I'm full of good points. So, like, if Papev, if Sweet Lou, if Landry Shamit don't come back, then... The guards are Magruder and Arjax, I think. <laughs> it's never good. And, and PG, but like he, he would be the wing. Um, right. It's never like good that's... when your starting guards sound like fake names. Magruder? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's a bad SNL movie. Um, they, like, who else is on that team? Oh, Marcus Morris is on that team. Okay. Uh, and then it's Zubats, Michael Green. Patrick Patterson, who I like, Noah, but like those, I, that feels like tape, you know, like that doesn't really feel like that. I would still take a full blooded Blazers team over, over a guardless Clippers Clippers team. No, that's a, that's a really, you're right. You're right. That's a good one. You have, you've convinced me that the trailblazers lock up the seventh seed, which entirely possible, uh, that, uh, that would be a hell of a series and that could go to a game seven where you're actually kind of like, Oh shit, is this going to happen? 
I could also see the Clippers dropping in the seeding just because they're waiting for dudes to come back and they know that they're in it and Kawhi and PG 13 right. aren't worried. So maybe doc rivers is like, we don't like, we don't give a shit if we lose all eight games. We'll, we'll be here. Don't you fucking worry. Ooh, wouldn't that be saucy? What if the Clippers drop down to the four seed and you get like clips rockets or, or Dude, clips. Yeah, or they try to play Utah somehow. Oh my God. God, if somehow the Clippers drop to like <laughs> three seed or the four seed and the Jazz falls to the six or seven seed, that would just that. Wow. I mean, well, I mean, we, we are we are Tim Donahue right now, so we, we can make it happen, Natty. Exactly. Long odds are what we're talking about on the long two, <laughs> like because here's the incentive. The This is such a strange setup that the teams that know that they're in it they strangely don't really have a good reason to try their best. Totally. Like, are you going to play Giannis 40 minutes game? Of course not, dude. Like you're going to play him fewer minutes than you did during the regular season because you don't care as much. Home court doesn't exist. You're in Orlando. Like there's, you're caring about the online fans, obviously, but of course um, there's, a real incentive for the bottom teams to try as hard as they can and try to win all of the seeding games. And for the top teams to not really give a shit and to be a little bit leery, which is just going to make this like play, like the potential here for this playoff is you could have some really wonky matchups in round one, which is just going to lead to a lot of excitement. And, you know, it's sort of too bad that they weren't able to come some compromise where like, okay, the East gets the Suns too, you know, like there, there's so many more teams in the West. You should, they should really have tried to do something because the wizards, like you said last week, like no one's there and right. the nets are walking wounded. Uh, the East just seems. You're totally shitty. right. And when we were, when we were talking about this pre-show and we were kind of planning it out, like I wanted to keep, like I said, like, you know, keep it East versus East and all that kind of stuff. But then like, when you look at it, you're so you're a hundred percent right. Where it's like, God, the East is just going to recede, right? There's, there's no way the wizards are going to knock the magic out. There's no way, like, even if the nets fucking bomb, there's just no one else in the East to like sneak into the playoffs. Whereas the West man, you have a battle between the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans for like that eighth seat to make it in. You have the Kings, Spurs, and Suns all trying to do something fun. And it would just be so much better if you had just like, all right, sorry, Wizards, like your garbage, go home. And yeah. for this year, Kings, Spurs, Suns, you guys are now in the East. And let's fucking have the Nets, Magic, Kings, Spurs, Suns battle it out to get the seventh and eighth seat because then you're going to have... Sure. Like the Bucks versus Raptors, whoever is the or the Bucks and Raptors, whoever are the one two seeds in the East, play the Nets or the Magic. Like it's just gonna be that way, and that's just gonna be such a boring round one. Disagree with one of those possible outcomes, but yes, and I would also like to point out that the Nets have an incentive to lose. Oh yeah, they have draft pick consequences. Like if they could somehow get out and Wizards get in, they would prefer that. I think. But, I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. But it's, you know, like the incentives are wacky. Teams are going to yeah. do what is smart for them. Um, the Suns are a super fun team. Like, a Suns versus Celtics series would be amazing to watch. It might not be a that Suns good, any, but it would be anyone. like, yeah. 
Yeah. The Suns versus Agreed. anyone. Totally. Missing, even if it, even if the Bucks kept the one seed and the Suns were the eighth seed, I'd sure. watch the shit out of that. Because like Rubio is still that he's yeah well, everyone's sort of healthy. DeAndre oh, we don't really going up against Giannis. Like I'll watch that. I'm here for this. Total. Oh, Michael Bridges was coming on. Like fuck uh, yeah. Fucking Aaron Baines, obviously Aaron Baines. He's back. Um, he had he had COVID and he is beating it. He is now he's back in the bubble. I really like Elia Kobo. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun team, and it seems like everyone's sort of there. And um Right. And it's a bummer that they're was, just in the West and means that they're not there's no yeah. way they're getting a playoff. Yeah. So like I I really don't like how this was set up, but it's an impossible situation. So I'm gonna stop complaining about it. Sorry. It's <laughs> West fair. West and East East. Um, all right. I do have I, I know it's crazy we only have so many pieces to really operate in the east but i do have some dream scenarios in the east but before we get to those let's take a quick ad break you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so we've... Oh, and wait a second, we, we missed one series in the West. Oh, you have another series in the West? Oh, sure. And oh, I, I assumed Maddie. you would too. I, I mean, I, I had mean, a nice, I, I just had a nice transition there coming out of the ad break and it's been completely thwarted by you. So whatever, it's cool. I, I apologize for that. I wouldn't have done it except Dallas, <laughs> Denver. I, Dallas, so we talked Denver. about this on last week's podcast. And yes, I mean, that is just, that would be absolutely mm, incredible. Just creamy. That's so fucking nice. <laughs> that is like a tiramisu right there. Cause like unicorn versus Jokic. Are you kidding me? Unicorn and, versus unicorn. Yeah. And, and then bull bulls around, you know, like, and uh, fucking everything about the Mavs seems to have clicked and everyone's having fun. And Luca's just the coolest. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is a solid player. Like that's, that's a good, well-coached team. I don't think that they would beat Denver in a seven-game series, but I think it would be a fun series. So, before we leave the West, then, if we're coming up, if, we, if we're going to try to get all of our favorite instances to occur, sure, we're, yeah. looking, we're looking for Lakers one seed, Clippers two seed, Nuggets three seed, the Jazz make a plummet somehow out of the playoffs, even though they've clinched. Yeah, the they Marlins position. out of it. But somehow, yeah, somehow they're out. Uh, <laughs> then Thunder and Rockets are the five and are the four five seed. Mavericks mm-hmm. six seed. Trailblazers seven seed. So they go up against the Clippers and then Pelicans eighth seed against the Lakers. That would be every single one of those series would be much watch television. It's 
a sexual lineup. Like, that, that is, is just that is actually just fucking gorgeous. God damn it, Jazz. What are you doing here? Yeah, and it's all because they're fucking stupid second half easy schedule of whatever. I'm not I like the Jazz. It's just that I don't think that they have any scoring. And when Boyan Bogdanovich seems like that big a part of your fucking yeah. team, that's not a great <laughs> sign. Even though he's a good player and he helps every team he's on, it's just like, come on, man. Um, all right, let's get to my absurd Eastern Conference where I try to try to create some sort of drama. It's just me trying to find a way to make one of the two seed three or one seed two seed games interesting but oh sure the bucks we've talked about this you you said it like are they going to play Giannis all eight games no probably not they don't really care so let's say raptors and bucks switch bucks end up with the two seed sure who totally knows possible. what what in the blue blazes is going on with victor oladipo uh but we know that sabonis is out um yeah so the pacers Damn. drop drop to the seventh seed you have Bucks Pacers first round. Okay. That first of all, Malcolm Brogdon revenge game yep. slash yep. just you know return to the Bucks game. And if if Oladipo is playing or has been kind of like low key just getting into shape or getting basketball ready during those eight games and comes into the playoffs ready to go, now you've got offense and now you've got some excitement and now this is just a much better, much more exciting matchup in my books than if the Bucks were going up against the Nets or the Magic. Yeah, losing Sabonis really fucking really sucks. sucks. That just yeah. sucks so bad. And now I'm wondering if, like, the NBA and the Indiana Pacers front office will be like, all right, Victor, you don't have to play, man. That's cool. Like, you're right. This, this is stupid. Um, but positive points for Pacers. TJ Warren was looking good. Miles mm-hmm. Turner. We both still like Miles Turner and mm-hmm. without Sabonis there, maybe it's easier for him to excel. Maybe sure. he'll do better. Um, Depot is dangerous. No, ba- no matter what, if he's healthy and the last game of the season before the Rona hit, he looked great. Yep. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is just a fucking stud. What an absolute badass. Yep. I kind of want the Pacers to play Philly so that TJ McConnell can have a revenge series, but that would be kind of boring and is not one of my dream scenarios. The Pacers no. are tough just because they're not at full strength. Like without yeah. Sabonis being there, I sort of feel like Heat versus Pacers is maybe the best series for those teams just because the guard play. Um, no, I need the Pacers to drop out so that we get Heat Sixers as the four or five seed. Or yeah, four oh, five seed. Okay. Jimmy right. Bucket's revenge game. Are you kidding me? How are you not here for Jimmy Butler to like try to show the all of Philadelphia that he was the missing piece in the Sixers and that they just got rid of that he upped and left and now the Sixers are in ruin without him? I agree that there's revenge game and drama, but when I was going through this. I really wanted the Sixers to play Toronto because I think that when you match them up, it's kind of fucking incredible. And that might be the best series in the East. Um, Like here's Toronto. So that's my dream scenario is Raps versus Sixers. Here's the Raptors right now. Pascal fucking Siakam, obviously. (laughs) Kyle, the Kyle Lowry. Fred Fred Van Vliet, excuse me. OG Ananobi, Serge Ibaka, Big Spain, Marcus Gasol, Chris Boucher, or Boucher, however you say that, 
Norm fucking Powell. Let me remind you all. And then Philly's new lineup is Shake at point guard. Josh Richardson's still there. Tobias, Ben Simmons, Embiid, Al Horford, Tybal, yep, and yep. Glenn Robinson the third. I think those are two teams. If every like those are two good seven, eight man rotations, I think that would be a really, really, really good series. All right. All right. <clears throat> I can get behind it. I can get behind Sixers Raptors. And plus you also get even more revenge game there since, you know, it was Kawhi hit the shot over Embiid. There Obviously, you go. Kawhi's not there anymore, but you know, you always got to find revenge narratives in, uh, in round one. Dude. Yeah. And Kyle was there and everybody Kyle else. Is, I mean, everyone else. Kyle, yeah. Kawhi's no. the only one that left. They probably hate no. the Raptors more without him. So if the Sixers, so if the Sixers then drop, if you're having the Sixers drop to the seventh seed, does that mean the magic are winning games? So I think Bucks magic is probably the best first round series for the Bucks out of everything that could happen. Like I don't really, I, the, the Bucks have so many games ahead of every, like, even if they don't try, they're just going to fall into a couple of wins and still keep the number one seed. I think Right. if Jonathan, if Jonathan Isaac is all Ooh, the way back and healthy, that's all of a sudden, that's a good that point. fucking magic team looks pretty fucking that's sick. That's a good point. And let's not forget Fultz is there. I don't <laughs> oh, want to see fuck, Fultz. I want Magic Sixers now. Yeah, but I don't want to see Fultz go up against Philly because I feel like that's a lot more pressure for him that's that fair. shouldn't that's be fair. there. But like, you want to see but you want to see Fultz on like a big stage against like a yeah. big time opponent and like yeah. let's let's see you Fultz. Let's see you break out right now. All right. Dude, totally. Like at some All point, right. if they're doing well, like let's say the Magic are gonna steal game two. Like Giannis would go on Fultz if Fultz is on fire. Giannis will just take him. That would be incredible to fucking see. Like, All you right. could just hug him twice around with his big like that's crazy. <laughs> also, Jonathan Isaac is sick. That young man is yeah. fucking really yeah. good at basketball. Yeah, no, it's I this is the this is like I'm glad that the extent like this is the perk of the extended season is that you get players who you wouldn't have seen because of injury or you Correct. know, because of the yeah. missed time, and now they're able to come back and play. Uh so <laughs> in this dream in this dream scenario does that mean the nets finish with the sixth seed and we get a celtics nets <laughs> first it round? does Kyrie <laughs> team versus Kyrie team i planned it all let's go <laughs> let's fucking go oh my god i love it like it would be a sweep I mean, oh my god it would be <laughs> it would be a sweep uh, Marcus but I'm Smart here would for do it. some as, crazy shit. Yeah. As, as a Celtics fan, I'll happily take it. Because maybe, maybe the Celtics and the Nets would all hug each other and be like, man, I fucking, I get it. Like, you won't be here long. It's fine. We'll see you again on a different team. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Maybe they maybe they'll do some recruiting. I think actually the probably the more likely thing is, is that the Sixers stay at the sixth seed and we could see the Raptors not care too much and fall down a seed and the Celtics maybe care a little bit sure. more and, and bump up to the two seed. And then you still get those same matchups, but I have a hard, I just have a hard time seeing the nets overtaking the Sixers. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, this so is think, just dream shit. Oh, also yeah, yeah. like Boston's, no, no, was, you know, front court is a little. We, we also when I was doing this, I was like, Ooh, Jared Allen, how would you look in green? Oh what my would God. That look like, do you know how long, how, how long I, as a Celtics fan have waited for just like a legit, 
rim protector. I, I thought Rob Williams was going to be it. He has sure. not quite Time played Lord. out. Time Lord. Uh, I have been waiting for a millennia for for a, like just a legit rim stuffer. I would love me, love me some Allen. Dude, but then you, you're just like Dorothy. You can always go home the whole time. Marcus Smart is your center. Oh, like, yeah. he's been there God. the whole fucking time. He's Damn 25 it. years old. He can play Embiid. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that incredible? I mean, we talk about this a lot. Like, Andre Drummond is the poster boy for this. But, like, Marcus Smart, to me, has felt like he's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah. And he's 25 yeah. years old. How? Crazy. How? I it makes me so happy as a not only as a Celtics fan but as like a smart obsessor is the fact that like he's 25 25 years old like we still have five more years before he's even 30 dude he's a Incredible. seasoned veteran at this point I, it's yeah a the longest tenured Celtic by far that's crazy that's absolutely nuts man uh, it's beautiful. so wait your front court you have time lord you have both Williams Oh, and his canter and Daniel Tice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, and Semi. Plus, yeah. You could, yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus when, when it's crunch time, you know, it's going to be what? It's going to be uh, Kemba at the one, Jalen at the two, Tatum at the three, Hayward at the, or probably Hayward at the three, Tatum at the four, and then Marcus at the five. I, I do think that's true. I really, I really honestly think do. that's true. <laughs> Which like, makes even me against, so happy. Like big teams, I still kind of feel like Marcus Smart will yeah. kind of like call a shot and be like, "I'm. I don't care if you call me out. It's I'm fucking, fucking this awesome. guy up." Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't wait. Uh, well, we have. I think we have. We have found the perfect seating for both the East and the West now. East is a little bit easier just because of the lack of options. I mean, no right. one wants to see the Wizards do anything because god, no. no one is there that matters. Even though we like Rihachimura. Um, like we didn't really talk about the heat too much and they are dangerous. I mean, Jimmy Iggy, uh, I think think if they they do anything above the four seed, that's, I just, I think the four seed is the perfect spot for them. I think they're going to, they're going to need, I, I, I mean, they could, they could climb, uh, and, and maybe have a slightly easier match though, though I love heat sixers, but for me, I just think if I'm the heat, I'm happy at that four seed. I'm going to play a banged up Pacers team that who knows if Oladipo is actually playing, you know, who knows what that team yeah, is going to be. Totally. Win that series, stay healthy pretty easily. And now let's, you know, let's see what, who's coming out of round one. But like outside of that, like if you, if they, if the heat go up against the Sixers, that's going to be, that's going to be a bloodbath. And so I don't know if, oh, I, yeah. if I'm the heat, I, I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to be as low of a, you know, as a, a you know, top seed as possible. Like Bam Adebayo was looking like this year's Pascal, where it's just like, oh shit, okay, yeah, you're gonna be so 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 good. Yeah. Um, and I don't really, I wouldn't want him to go up against Embiid in the first round. No, <laughs> like wouldn't be that, wouldn't be great. Let's for give his. you some a, a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that's the good thing about the East. There are exciting young players all over the place. Hopefully, the teams can actually do something. Uh, all right. Well, we can't leave the pod, Natty, uh, without at least mentioning the Knicks being the most Knicks that has ever Knicks and signing Tom Thibodeau as their next head coach, uh, signing, I think it was like a five-year deal, which yeah, just a brilliant move, right? 
it is <laughs> okay so like if you didn't know anything about any of the people involved if you only knew Thibodeau's record and the straights that the Knicks are in then you would say oh cool they got a good established coach who has developed young talent especially guards and is really good at defense which the Knicks love so this makes sense and I think that's a fair way to think about it but he got this contract because he used to work there because he's friends with Leon Rose who is now in charge of the Knicks um I think Leon Rose might have represented him actually like there's just all these other network reasons for why he's there and getting a five-year deal when you sort of got run out of town on from your last job seems <laughs> a little bit generous. You, you don't think that's a good thing? It's like the Minnesota thing. He shouldn't have been GM too. Like everyone right. knows that. You you just they're two different jobs, um, and you can't play favorites when it comes to rosters in in that way. Like you can't sabotage a practice like he let Jimmy do and then be happy about it. But it also sort of seems like Tibisdo maybe is like learned a lesson like you can't be you can't throw a bomb into the middle of your team and expect people to just fucking toughen up if you don't have a team full of jimmy butlers jimmy butler is unique and that's great he's awesome we love buckets but most players aren't like him so thibodeau has a reputation maybe he got this job out of more than just merit on the other hand, the Knicks are so fucked. They're so goddamn fucked. <laughs> Maybe just getting the best available coach was a good thing to do. And like, but I don't even, is Tibbs the best available coach? No, I would argue no, Kenny Atkinson was the best not. available coach. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, and this is the, Thibodeau doesn't want to shoot threes. He's going to run his starters to the into the ground. Goodbye, RG Barrett's knees. And I can promise yeah. you, yeah. one of Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, or Frank Nealakina is going to get traded after he and Tibbs have a falling out because when was the last time Tibbs ever got along with a team star player? Like this is, this just, you know, the script that Thibodeau ha- is when you bring him into a team, we saw it in Minnesota. We saw it at the tail end of Chicago. Like I just, it's such a Knicks move to me to be, to go with him and think that this is going like, this is it. Thibodeau is going to be the one to finally get us on track, get everything going. And like, it's, I just, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The Knicks are going to be utter disaster. They're going to be trading away one of their star players within the next three years. You can bookmark it. The funny thing about uh, big minutes totals for his teams is that that might mean that Mitch Rob actually plays an appropriate amount of minutes. (laughs) Mitch Rob finally gets like the actual playing time he deserves. Dude, but that motherfucker just loves fouls. So like he's, it's a super, super young team with a bunch of mismatched, players you know like what is alfred payton um what's dennis smith jr like he was an important player three years ago now is he anything um you know you have that power forward situation you have kevin knox is kevin knox a good thibodeau player is kevin knox going to be able to play in a style that thibodeau approves of um there's a lot of questions but i do just want to say Thibodeau does have a record of coaching up guards and he does have a record of teaching hard defense rj barrett could use some coaching up 
Now, are there other coaches out there that would have done a better job? I believe so, but it's hard to argue with the results. So maybe, you know, this will be a good thing for RJ Barrett. Maybe it'll be a good thing for Mitch Rob. Maybe it'll be a good thing for Kevin Knox. I don't think anybody else on that team though, really should matter to the future of the Knicks. Frank Nilakina, I love, I love the friendship, but he doesn't need to be there anymore. Like he's been there long enough. They should try to use him with, with Julius Randle and try to get another player that fits better with their timeline. I mean, they should just sell everybody except the three players that I mentioned originally. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just, it feels like the age old trope of like struggling team thinks that there's, they will get back on track by hiring, you know, veteran coach who's been bumped out of multiple teams in the last five years. Absolutely. And, you know, this all just goes back to the Christoph Porzingis trade. Like, it turns out what the Knicks got back is not that much. And <laughs> turns out this is the greatest trade, the greatest fleecing of a trade in NBA history. It's, but people were saying that when it happened, like, none of this is unpredicted. None no. of this is actually even that fucking surprising. Like, Tibbs to the Knicks has been a rumor forever. Yeah. And, Hopefully it goes well because the NBA is much more fun when the Knicks are good, but they have a really, really long way to go. And it's a little bit disappointing that they went with a bit of an old style coach yeah, as opposed to something, someone new and exciting. Yep. Yep. Well, luckily we won't be having to deal with the Knicks for the rest of oh, don't kid yourself, dude. They'll they'll insert themselves. <laughs> Somehow they're going to crop into stuff. this bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to appear. In, in, oh, of course, of course. Uh, all right. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Fate Teams podcast. It's where you'll find us wherever you get your podcast: iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We are there. Uh, yeah, follow us. Listen to the Twitter. baseball boys with all this fucking yeah, media going on. Everyone know, needs dude. help with their team these days. Baseball is just going to be chaos. Who knows how? I doubt they even make it into August. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the long two podcast, hit us up with any kind of, uh, questions or general thoughts that you've got, or, or hit us up with your dream NBA playoff scenarios. Um, and, uh, Natty until next week, uh, have a good one. Stay safe, buddy. Be well, everybody. <laughs>